This episode is brought to you by Pixel 2 Editions, a full-service fine art printing company. More about them later. Hello and welcome to In The Art Scene Podcast, an art podcast that has it all. I'm your host, Galina Marquez, and I invite fascinating people to talk about their personal creative journeys, success stories, and inspiration. We talk about art business and marketing, how to find your creative voice, and all the new trends in the art world, like NFT, AI, and such. Join me and my guest for today's conversation. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In the Art Scene Podcast. I am having uh, Keely Miller with me today. And if you don't know who she is, uh, well, at least you folks in San Diego should probably know who she is. Anyway, uh, long story short, I didn't know who she was <laughs> until I, I heard her interview on uh, another badass podcast. And I'll link that episode in the show notes if you want to go and listen to that. Uh, Keely is uh, a boudoir photographer. And her work is nothing short but but fine art. So with this, I am inviting her to introduce herself. Hi, Kili. Hello. Good morning. Thank you again so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, as you said, um, I am a boudoir photographer in San Diego. And for the people that might have not heard that word before or have no idea what it means, typically boudoir is photography of women, um, typically more essential nature for their bodies. And I do kind of maybe we'll talk about this later in the podcast, kind of how that word is being revamped, how I kind of personally want to revamp what boudoir means and what it looks like. But that's what I do. I'm based in San Diego and I photograph women. Awesome. Well, sign me in. <laughs> Come on over anytime. I will. You know, I, this is something that I, I really... I really want to do that. Uh, since I was pregnant um, last year, I there was a like a whole thing. I was so obsessed with my pregnant body that I was like, I, I wanted to sign up as a, a life draw life drawing model, but all the classes were closed because of COVID. <laughs> so I found a, a few friends of mine. So one is a pastel artist who made a, an absolutely wonderful portrait of me nude being pregnant, and another one is a fine art photographer. It included me in her series that she's working on. It was literally a week before I delivered a baby. <laughs> and amazing. So I had this kind of a weird thing, like almost like a feeling like an exhibitionist. I just wanted to show off my pregnant body to to anyone who would look at it. Uh, but I don't know. It, it might have been a hormonal thing. Nonetheless, we're here to talk about your work. And I know that you are working with so many, like your... Uh, work and I and I like I just don't want to shy of saying it it's it's artwork you are working with different women I know from from the interview that I've heard that those are not professional models you are not doing it for your own sake of creating an artwork and showing it off you are doing it for them those are regular women all kinds of women uh with all kinds of you know different types of bodies different types of mindsets and uh, what what you do, you are practically creating a safe space and almost like a therapeutic moment for them to celebrate yeah. them. So I don't, I really want to talk about this. Absolutely, yeah. What you said is completely true. I think 
currently my youngest client that I photographed boudoir for is 19 and my oldest, I believe she was 76. And of course, everywhere in between. So some of my clients are college students. Some of my clients are CEOs. Some of my clients are grandmas. Some of my clients are scientists. They're all these different women, right? And with all these different stories and somewhat different reasons for doing this. But I think something that really ties these women together is just as women, we never really get to celebrate our bodies. We're always hiding our bodies. At least for me, I grew up in a pretty conservative area in the Midwest before I moved to San Diego. Um, So I personally, you're kind of told to cover up and don't be sexy and don't show off and you have to kind of hide yourself in some way. And of course, my clients come to me for different reasons. Some of them come after a major divorce or they've gained or lost a lot of weight, or they're even going through something um, like surgery or cancer or really, really big body and life changes. But I think, again, what ties it together is just these women are ready. I think we as women are finally ready to celebrate ourselves in some way, often for the first time in a long time. And like you were talking about your body when you were pregnant, I think that's just a really beautiful thing that as our bodies change, we document ourselves in all of those little moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. And not not only so this the culture that you were describing is I think it's it's more broad that you know anyone can actually imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyone who is um, female identified, I think I think can imagine uh, from all over the world. I mean, I, I came from Russia, and I think in Russia it's even like worse than here. Well, actually, no, it's it's the opposite, but it's a. Um, in in Russia, you are not told to cover yourself, but you supposed to um, mock yourself up to look in the, like the certain way, right? So again, you're not you're not celebrating your own body. Yeah. You are trying to uh, fit into a mold that is uh, an eye candy for right. like like even for strangers. Uh, like to me, before I moved to San Diego, I uh, like it was unheard of to go to a grocery shop without full hair and makeup Mm. so that was like that was my routine like i would spend uh, at least 90 minutes every morning making myself pretty and here we are in our pjs talking on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not even shy in front of camera (laughs) no that's completely true and it's Again, it's really interesting how different cultures treat and perceive women, but I totally understand what you mean about having to fit in just like a mold or fit into a box as someone who grew up in the early 2000s, you know, you you see these magazines, I'm sure that most women have some experience like mm-hmm. this, just seeing magazines and being told, oh, you have to lose 15 pounds quick or to do this thing quick to be to be good enough, to be worthy, to even think about stepping a foot in front of the camera, right? Um, So to do something like a boudoir photo shoot can often be a very scary thing, but it can often be just a really radical step of self-love. Yeah, yeah. And and I I was going to also say that uh, those those things that kind of molding us in different ways, the cultural things, uh, they not only result in, in the way that we are not celebrating 
our bodies as we are, we often just don't know our mm. bodies at all. So yeah, we just we're trying to either hide it and not even look at it or shape it in a way that it might not necessarily be healthy. I wanted to ask you how you well, let's let's go back to the beginning. And you're an amazing <laughs> photographer, first of all. You're an artist, right? So how did you become a photographer? How did you find this medium for yourself? And how did you come to be uh, a boudoir photographer and and have that as your passion calling business and art? Yeah, well, we'll rewind. Um I really don't know how old I was when I first picked up a camera. I I have photos that I took dating as far back as when I was six or seven years old. So I've kind of always had a camera in my hand. And at that age, I mean, I was just taking pictures of anything. I just, I loved photography just for the sake of photography. I would run around, I would take pictures of the family cat. I would just take pictures of even like the furniture. I would go outside, I'd be taking pictures of flowers, of bugs, whatever I could find. Um, and I have two younger sisters. And as I got somewhat older, I started begging them like, please, please, please let me take a photo of you. And I typically had to bribe them, but reluctantly they would agree. So I would start to set up like these little photo shoots where we would pick up their outfits and we would do their hair and makeup. And I would find these locations just to take beautiful photos for the sake of beauty. And when I was 12, 12 years old is when people started approaching me. Um, I think my first client was for a family photo shoot. And they're like, Keely, you take good photos. Can you take family pictures of us? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they said, we'll pay you. And I'm pretty sure it was only like 20 or $40. But at 12 years old, yeah, that's I amazing. was like, oh my God, people are actually going to pay me to do this thing that I love to do. Like, this is incredible. So that's kind of when I started my quote unquote business. Um, I started with family portraits. I delved into high school senior portraits, couples. I started shooting weddings when I was 15 years old. Um, I got into like magazines, commercials, sports. So I would be shooting like football, hockey, running events, literally anything I could do. And I, I kind of joke with my photographer friends that I feel like I've literally photographed everything except babies because newborn photographers are amazing and they're so talented. Oh, I have but a model for you. That, that is a skill that I do not know and cannot do. And I will not touch it with a 10 foot pole. But <laughs> we can be your guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Please no, I am scared. Um, but I think I was, I was 18 or 19 when I started to shift to exclusively photographing women and seeing the reactions of women and even teenage girls who were looking at the camera when I was shooting high school seniors and saw themselves and said, oh my God, is that me? Oh my God, you made me feel so beautiful. I look so strong. I look so powerful. I look so confident. Like, thank you so much. That really meant so much to me. Um, throughout all my teenage years, I was also battling with some pretty, pretty gnarly eating disorders, really low confidence, really low self-worth. 
So when I realized that I could do something with my camera that really meant a lot to these women and to these clients that I was photographing, but also felt really powerful to me, everything changed. So um, ever since then, I've been photographing women and female identifying folks um, exclusively. And it's just been amazing to be able to do something you love, but to also show people their own worth and their own beauty. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. I would love to see some of the pictures of your younger sisters. <laughs> This is the cutest story oh, I've gosh. heard. <laughs> I'll have to dig some up and put them on my Instagram story. Oh, that would be so nice. I know nice. they exist somewhere. That would be so They're nice. They're not good, but <laughs> they help no, me. No, it's well, but, am, right? but yeah, exactly. This is like this. These are the first steps of you as an artist. So, uh, uh, how how do those women find you? How uh, how do they like? Uh, just just walk us through uh, like the. The train of thought of someone who decides to be your client, because I, I heard that it can be a different life situation, right? Uh, but nonetheless, the, the common thread in this whole thing is I want to push myself out of the box because something is like uh, I'm, I'm tipping over the edge. Uh, mm -hmm. Something's got to change. Uh, I need to start loving myself, right? So that's the like that's the turning point for for uh, most of or if not all your clients, right? So what do they do? What do they put in the Google search? <laughs> like, like, I want to start loving myself with like, or do they like, just think about boudoir photography? Because I like, I haven't thought about boudoir photography beside of like, you know, traditional way, which again, yeah, you mentioned it at the beginning and we'll touch on that uh, traditional way. It's, it's for, uh, for someone for like man right. to look at. Right. So it's a stage that's a hired model. It's not like someone's like, I want to change my life. Therefore I'm going to go and take nude pictures of myself. <laughs> right. So, so just walk us through how, how this happening or give us a, a couple of examples of, of your clients. What's, what brought them to you? Yeah. Um, some of my clients will find me on TikTok. Some of my clients will find me through Instagram. Some of my clients are on Google and they might be searching for like a San Diego boudoir photographer or like a boudoir photographer near them. I do have a lot of clients that do come in from out of town or out of state, but Um, the most common thing that I do here in that first message or that first email is something that I think that you said earlier is I've always wanted to do this. I, I think that boudoir is becoming at least a little bit more popular or well-known, at least on platforms like TikTok, where there are photographers who are sharing what we do. But that is the most common thing, no matter the age, no matter the profession, no matter the background. This is something that I've always wanted to do, or this has been on my bucket list forever. Maybe this is the year that I finally, finally do it. So yeah, again, my clients come from all over, but that is the most common thing that I hear in that first message. I And I kind of see how it's... So, uh... Full disclosure, I have had uh, uh, an experience with boudoir photography 
goodness, more than 10 years ago, I was oh still in God. Russia and I was actually married to my ex-husband and I decided we were approaching our 10th, 10 year anniversary. Mm -hmm. And I thought it's going to be a cool gift for him. So I did a boudoir photo shoot. And to my surprise, he was angry and jealous that I went out and undressed in front of the photographer. Mm. Although I really loved the experience and I loved the the photos, but that was something. So yeah, I do I do need to do a do over when I actually feel good about the the photos that I'm taking. So I am your client. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up. Uh, right after this interview uh but uh, yeah but i i kind of you know i kind of can can see how how is it going for your clients i always wanted to do this and i was just waiting for the right moment mm. so yeah for me unfortunately the right moment turned out to be a wrong moment <laughs> no that's okay and i i've heard horror stories like that before just other awful experiences which is so sad because as a boudoir photographer my like my number one thing is that i'm always creating a safe and comfortable space for my clients um and some of my clients do do excuse me initially come to me because they do want to give something to their fiance or their spouse or whatever and that's that's totally fine. I think that there is a space for that, but I do try to reframe it, at least for my clients that yes, this can be a great gift, but let's make sure that we're doing it for you first, because this is obviously very intimate art of you. I want my clients to look at these photos and feel empowered for themselves first because it is so intimate, because it is out of so many people's comfort zone. I always, always, always want to make sure that they're comfortable, that they're safe. But again, just reframing it into how can we empower you? What feels empowering to you? What is beauty to you? Do you even want to feel um, like that word or what word is the feeling that you want to feel the most? Because that can be very, very different for different people. And it's not always lingerie and red bottoms and legs stuck up in the air, right? Um, so yeah, again, some of my clients do come to me initially with their primary reason for being for somebody else. I just always try to reframe it for them to, it's okay to gift it to somebody else, but let's make sure that this is something that empowers you as well. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. That's beautiful. So, um, you said that you just mentioned that you are asking them to, um, describe what is that they want as a result and what beauty means to them or uh, is it actually the goal to begin with so what what are some answers that you are getting from your clients yeah so i do i do send some pretty extensive questionnaires before their photo shoot and we also do have like a one-on-one -on -one zoom call a few weeks before their photo shoot day so that we have time to sit down face to face and talk about this you know before you come into a stranger's studio and have to be in front of a camera for a day so i am trying to be very intentional about sitting down with my clients but about that question, yeah, that is something that I do ask is one word that you want to feel throughout your photo shoot day, but also see when you open your finished pictures. So for some clients, that word can be sexy. That word can be, I just want to feel sexy after being a mom. I want to feel sexy after gaining or losing weight. I want to feel sexy because I've been put in the box of, oh, you're just cute your whole life. 
Um, for some women, that word is strong or powerful. They they want to see their strength. They want to see confidence. They want to see, I don't know how much I can cuss on this podcast, but just you, some, some. You can do it. I'll, I'll just, you know, switch the toggle that this is, yeah, <laughs> that this is not for children. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but to see, see and to feel that strength and confidence and other women will say, I want to feel free. I want to feel liberated. I want to feel wild. I, I really want to feel and experience that limitless feeling throughout my photo shoot day. So lots of my clients come to me for different reasons. And physically, that can look like I do want to look like a Victoria's Secret model. I want to look like a bombshell. For other clients, it can be, no, I don't want you to Photoshop anything. I want to see my rolls. I want to see my stretch marks. I want to see the curves. I want to see where I carried my twin babies, right? Like whatever it is. So I, I try to be very intentional about asking my clients what makes them feel empowered, because obviously that's very different for very different people and meeting them where they're at. Yeah. And uh, how do you, so with, with, so as an artist, you, um, you have your own ways of uh, creating like the set, right? So mm -hmm. it, it's like, you know, every artist has a style, but with such extensive questionnaire and, and uh, so many different requests, like I want you to Photoshop or I don't want you to Photoshop. And, and um, I understand that, you know, there's a whole um, wardrobe discussion going on. So how do you achieve uh do you have like secrets are you working with light primarily i, I noticed that you you are uh, taking a lot of black and white photos so how do you as an artist make sure that um and and, and your clientele is so vastly different how do you do this give us a secret <laughs> not that anyone is going to compete with you because no, I, no, I, no. I don't think it's possible <laughs> It's okay. No, I think that it is, if we look at it from an art point of view, it is a very interesting medium when you work with physical human clients, right? Um, and I'm sure as you've seen in my work, and if you hop onto my website or my Instagram, it might give you a better visual if you're just listening in. But I am very intentional about photographing primarily in black and white. I don't do crazy sets. I don't do crazy backdrops. Most of the time, it really is just my client and the wardrobe. I mean, it can be anything, but it can be something as simple as just like a sheet or a button up or just a simple black lingerie set, whatever it is, because my intention really is to keep the focus on my client. So the client really is my medium. Like if we're treating it almost like pottery, like they are my clay and I get to mold them and shape them and help to um, going back to that word to help them to see whatever word or whatever they are wanting to see in themselves. But from an artistic point of view, I don't really think about that from that point of view as often as maybe as I should. But that is a really interesting question because, yeah, I have a I have a human, um, a human as my medium. Right. So I, I do try to do all those things that you talked about, like black and white and like more simple sets and simple lighting and really playing with that light and seeing how it shapes the client or shapes their body um, to really focus on them. 
Yeah, this is interesting. Um, so you you must have some some uh, tools in your toolbox uh, to how to make them feel, uh, you know, confident enough and uh, safe enough to do what you want them to do because you are basically molding them into this beautiful <laughs> photograph. Yeah, um, I try to make it as fun of a day as possible. Like it really is just a total girl's day in the studio. I don't I don't start with hi, nice to meet you, step in front of the camera and take your clothes off, right? Like that's scary. That's awful. Yeah. Like I couldn't imagine doing that myself. So how my photo shoot days work, if this gives you a little bit of a better sense. So we start in the morning with hair and makeup. So I have um, a couple of members, I call them my glam squad. So we start with professional hair and makeup. We even do like a little facial to start. Um, so you have like a couple hours where we just get to sit and chat. You get to be pampered. I also ask my clients to bring a playlist of their favorite music so we can connect it to the speakers and just jam out. Uh, I also have snacks and drinks and stuff in the studio to keep everybody super cozy. Again, I just try to create the most comfortable space possible. And I obviously, again, going back to the Zoom call and hair and makeup, I'm constantly talking to my clients so that by the time they walk into the studio, they know me. I should feel like a friend because I want to be their friend. Like this is a very intimate thing and I want them to be very comfortable um, before they walk in the doors. And even with that comfort and even going back to what clients want, some clients want to be fully nude. Other clients want to be fully covered for their entire photo shoot. And that's totally okay with me. It really is meeting people where they're at. But I will say for my clients that come back for their second or their third photo shoot, because it does happen pretty often, it just gets better and better because it's just more and more comfortable. It's so much fun. I feel like half the time by the end of the photo shoot, we're dancing around we're laughing so hard. We're crying. Like they oh. were the most fun days for me as well as a photographer. Just oh my God. Sounds like the best experience. It's so much fun. It really is. Like we're, <laughs> I'm not a good dancer. And I feel like I do warn people before, like I might try to twerk and it's not going to go well. <laughs> Just don't laugh at me too much. And hopefully we won't put it on TikTok. Yeah. You know, with this, I actually, I want to reframe the whole thing. Uh, this, the, the boudoir photo shoot should not be a gift for someone else's eye. Instead, it should be a gift to this woman to have this experience. So yeah. it's not like it's not uh ladies it's, it's not something that you do for for your fiance or your husband to please him like that's he should hire <laughs> Killy to give you a girl's day for your birthday or whatever. Yes, it yes. really is yeah. just an entire day of self-love because I do I I only photograph one client a day and I don't photograph more than uh, two clients a week because we do spend around like at least 40 hours per client when it's all said and done. So I do take wow. a very limited number of clients, but because of that, you really get like a whole day in the studio just to relax and have fun. And again, they, I know I'm biased, but they really, really are the best days for me as well. That's amazing. That sounds really, really awesome. Hey, In The Arts and listeners, 
Do you remember Mark O'Donnell from Pixel 2 Editions? He's been on the show in Season 3, Episode 7 and told us everything we need to know about G-Clay printing. And take my word for it, Mark and his team are the best in Southern California and beyond. I've been a client of Pixel 2 Editions since 2019 and I've been shouting about them from the rooftops ever since. Luckily, I don't have to do it anymore because I have a podcast. Despite being San Diego local, Mark and his team are working with some of the best photographers and artists from all states, including Clark Little and Kadir Nelson. And frankly, if you are a photographer or a digital artist, you don't need to be local to work with Pixel 2 Editions. Just use a file upload on their website for your heavy images and write down the specs. They can print small proofs for you on any substrate you want and ship them to you for free. And for my listeners, they offer a free 8x10 full image proof on metal. Just tell them that you heard about them on the podcast and they will take care of you. Let me tell you, their metal prints are amazing. Whenever I order mine, they fly off the shelves in no time. So I highly recommend you try it out. And oh, did I mention that they are a full service company? It means that they do everything from color correcting and printing to framing and shipping directly to you or your clients. So don't wait, go to pixel2editions.com, two is a number and editions is plural, or call 858-549-7299. Again, pixel2editions.com, two is a number and editions is plural, or call 858-549-7299. Say hi for me. I know you mentioned in, in the beginning that you want to uh, like spin the the meaning of the boudoir photography, um, and yeah, I think this is a good segue to talk about this. Yeah, um, as you talked about with your first experience, when people who do know what boudoir is hear the word boudoir, I feel that it's often equated or has been equated in the past with this is a gift for your future husband um, to do this you should be in your 20s you shouldn't be bigger than like a size two or a size four you are going to have heavy makeup you are going to wear these four inch stilettos that you might not even normally wear you are going to put on this lingerie even if it doesn't fit you or feel right to you and um, it's all going to be for somebody else. Um, and again, I want to reiterate, I don't think that it's necessarily wrong um, to gift it to somebody if that feels empowering to you. But when we focus the whole intention of a photo shoot like this onto somebody else, I feel like we really lose the power that it has on us because I, I don't know a single woman who has never struggled with her body image or her self-worth and her confidence. And to do such an intimate shoot like this, it can be a really, really empowering experience. But as your experience was, it can also be kind of a put down, right? Um, so just being able to hold that space for yourself and saying, I'm going to do this for me. I don't want the pressure or the expectations of trying to make someone else happy. I just want to see these photos and look at them with love as someone I love like myself, right? Like just for self-love. Um, so yeah, I, I have been, and there are some other photographers too, have, who have been really instrumental 
in reframing what boudoir is and what it means and doing it for ourselves. And so it's less so, again, I have to look quote unquote perfect. I have to fit this mold to be sexy or to be beautiful or to be powerful or to be worthy and really reframing what that looks like for yourself. So again, some of my clients say, I want you to photograph my back rolls and I want to see them as art, or I want you to photograph my stretch marks or my surgery scar or my mastectomy, whatever it is. And I want to see it as art. And I feel like Outside of the art world, we never get to see ourselves like that. Most of my clients have never done anything even remotely like this. So when I show them the back of the camera, the most common here, the most common thing that I hear is, oh my gosh, is that, is that me? Like, is that, is that really what I look like? Like, I look so strong. I look so beautiful, whatever, whatever it is, because we never actually get to see ourselves and our bodies in that light. And I think that that's just a really, really powerful thing. Um, So yeah, trying to reframe it from this is just like a little photo shoot that we're going to do as a gift to this is a self-love experience of art that is going to show you how beautiful you already are not how beautiful I can make you in lingerie and two tons of makeup, but just enhancing your natural beauty and seeing you as you are. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful and very important message for everyone to hear. Um, I have a weird, I I know you said that you um, are uh, taking photos exclusively of women or female identified people. Have you ever had an experience with a man or have you ever had a request from the male client for boudoir photography? Yeah, I don't photograph men. I do photograph non-binary people who want to express their femininity or anybody um, that identifies as female. I don't personally photograph men. I do know some amazing boudoir photographers who do. It's just not something um, with my own journey that I feel comfortable or safe doing, but also I don't feel like I would provide the best experience for. So if there are men listening that feel like this would be really empowering for them too. That's awesome. There are some really, really amazing photographers nationally um, and internationally as well who do photograph men and specialize in that. That will give you a really, really powerful experience because this isn't something that is just for women. Um, in my studio it is, but not not internationally. So definitely, definitely, definitely if you're listening and this sparks any interest to you, I highly recommend looking for a photographer in your area, no matter how you identify. Um, And if you want to talk about that later, I'm more than happy to give tips on how to find a photographer and how to kind of see if they're going to be a good fit and vet them. Um, But really just find somebody that you feel comfortable with, find somebody that makes you feel listened to and safe and cared for before um, you book. They should be able to answer any any questions that you have, and even set up a consultation call if you would like. Yeah, so we will leave all the um, contact information or how to find Kili in the show notes. So go to intheartscene.com uh, and find uh, the show notes for this episode. If you want to ask all those questions, Kili will be happy to help you. 
so the, uh, the way you're talking about it, like other photographers, I know some photographers, some photographers were instrumental in, uh, in your work. It sounds like there is a whole community of boudoir photographers. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that because that's interesting. I, like I thought it's a very kind of a sporadic and rare thing. I had no idea it's a thing or the thing. So yeah, let's talk about that. It's a thing. And I, again, I think it's a thing that has become more popular in the last few years, which I think is awesome as a boudoir photographer. I love seeing more boudoir photographers emerging, especially boudoir photographers that are client centric, that are, we're doing this for you. Um, yeah, there's a lot of us. I've made a lot of friends either like at physical conferences in person, like pre COVID. Um, I've made friends here. I, I feel like I'm really showing how young I am. I've made friends through TikTok, through Instagram, whatever, but there is, there, there's a pretty good group of us. So again, no matter where you are in the country or in the world, if you need help finding a boudoir photographer, I almost guarantee there's somebody really, really empowering in your area. Or again, I do have clients that fly um, to me from out of state, um, which is really, really obviously very humbling uh, and meaningful too, that people do that. But there, there's a good group of us, which I think is really great just watching that number grow. Yeah, that's amazing. So you, do you guys have like a chat room where you're hanging out or you're like, should. yeah, you totally <laughs> should. I think. Have yeah. Like a little party once a year. No, um, no, there's just there's quite a few friends I've made and mentors I've had along the way um, that are doing this style of work and obviously all in very different ways. I feel like we all do have a unique style, but how yeah we should do like a like a party once a year or something where we all just come together that would be so fun yeah a bunch of photographers and a bunch of clients and you know just <laughs> all like one big family <laughs> dancing and taking photos of each other <laughs> i know bad dancing on my part yeah <laughs> well you know you're not alone in that <laughs> i um, do try <laughs> no judgments only love <laughs> So uh, what else was I going to ask you? I had, I had so many questions uh, for you. Um, I, I think I, I'm really interested in hearing some of the um, some of the stories or anecdotes from from your um, practice, from your experience, because uh, I know you mentioned that your uh, youngest client was 19 and her oldest client at the moment of the photo shoot was in her 70s. So I, I bet, I mean, uh, and you mentioned that women are coming after like major surgeries or mastectomies or something like that. So um, uh, what were uh, the most interesting or most inspiring clients for you personally? Mm. Oh, God, that's such a hard question. Because <laughs> it, almost every single one of them, I... I keep um there's there's a couple boards that I have in the in my studio on the walls um and I have some photos of it on Instagram or on TikTok or on my Facebook page but I essentially started calling it the empowerment wall and after every photo shoot starting only a couple of years ago but after every photo shoot I ask my clients to write a physical note I provide them a card um, to write a physical note of advice or empowerment or an affirmation or a quote that stood out to them 
whatever it is. And then they pin that to the wall. So some of these, I'm looking at them right now out of the corner of my eye because I'm sitting in my studio. So some of these are only a few words. Some of these are whole paragraphs, but it, it really is just people's stories and their advice. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things. Um, but if you want to talk about a specific client, let me think. I was telling this story actually not too long ago. So it's at the top of my mind. So um, I had this client maybe a year ago, and I won't say her name because um, I do try to keep people anonymous. Yeah, but, of course. Um, she coined this term. Again, we're going to go back to like the beep reel here. She coined this term that she calls F it 50. I'll just say F it 50. And she came to me when she was in her late 60s for her photo shoot. And we were just chatting about her life and her journey so far. And she explained to me what her F at 50 is. So on her 50th birthday, she told me that she woke up and she just felt like something in her brain just clicked. And she realized that she was in a loveless marriage. She was living in a place she didn't want to live. She was doing a job she hated. And she had spent the last 50 years of her life living for other people and not for herself. So literally on her 50th birthday, she decided to hire um, an attorney to file for divorce. She decided that she was finally going to move across the country to San Diego, where she's always wanted to live. Uh, she quit her job and packed her bags. And now she is here in San Diego. She teaches kids with special needs on a farm that she has with goats wow. and turkeys and donkeys and just this little farm. And she teaches also cliff diving on the weekends. So this woman in her 60s is cliff diving and living on a farm and teaching. And just she is one of the most love-filled, joy-filled humans that I've ever got the pleasure of meeting. And when she was talking about this, she said, you know, I wish I had an F at 40 instead of an F at 50. I wish I had an F at 30 or an F at 25 or an F at 16, right? Because we spend, I think so often we spend so many years of our lives just living for other people. But she just spoke about how grateful she was that she had that moment at all and how powerful those that last decade and a half had been for her and how much more she had lived in that past, you know, 15 years than in 50 years. Um, so it, it really, I think about her a lot because I, I think that there really is power and impact in knowing that at any, any time in our lives, we can change our trajectory. You're never, you're never too old for anything. You can always change. You can always try something new. You can always reinvent yourself. And when I talk about it, it gives me chills every time, but that really is such a such a powerful story to me that we can just constantly do new things and try new things and reinvent ourselves. I think it was just so powerful. That's amazingly empowering story. And you met when she was 60, right? Yeah, she was in, I think, her mid 60s when she did her photo shoot about a year ago. Not That's sure amazing. exactly how old, but mid 60s. That's amazing. That's amazing. And uh for all of you who are listening, you cannot see, but like my my jaw is like physically dropping. <laughs> like I have, I have, I have got... so 
<laughs> I have goosebumps listening to this story. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. She's a really beautiful human, like inside and out. And it was an honor to be able to photograph her. And yeah, the way that she wanted to be photographed, she brought a mermaid tail and butterfly wings. And we you just had last that, wow. that felt empowering and beautiful to her. And yeah, it even goes back to that, that that is how she wanted to be photographed as a magical ethereal being. So that's what we did. And that's amazing. So much fun. That's amazing. Do you know, uh, do your clients tell you afterwards uh, that, you know, they have printed, framed uh, and hung the photograph in their home and, and where it's hanging and how they're looking at it? Because I would imagine that this is not something that you just, you know, get like a stack of four by six and just put them away in the box somewhere. This is something that needs to be seen every day and remind you about the experience and about what experience like this make you feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's really important for these photos to be physically printed and not just seen on your phone. I personally have a 24 by 36 metal print of a self-portrait that I took a couple years ago um, hanging over my bed. And that's something that I personally love seeing every day. So I am very intentional about that. I actually include an album, a big 25 image, 10 by 10 leather or velvet wrapped album in all of my packages. So no matter what you choose, I make sure that you're going home with something physical and beautiful and handmade an heirloom that you can see every day. But yes, wall art is also super common. And I do beg my clients to send me a picture when they hang up their photos. Some of my clients will hang up their photos in their bathroom or their bedroom or walk-in closet. Other clients will just put them right in the living room. And I think that that's so fun. That's, that's badass. <laughs> but that's... It is, it's, it's such a cool thing to be able to walk past your photos and look at it and to see, to see whatever that, again, whatever that word is to you, whatever that empowering word is to see that every single day. And a lot of my clients will tell me like, after my photo shoot, my confidence has been so high. Like I finally asked out that person or I like finally applied for that job or I finally did that scary thing because again, doing a boudoir shoot can be, um, can be a scary thing, can be a really big step on your self-love or confidence journey. But I do hear stories all the time of clients afterwards who say my confidence now is so high that I'm finally doing those other things that I was scared of doing. And that to me just means the world, like the ripple effects that that can have on our life. But yes, print your photos (laughs) even if you just have photos of like family photos or whatever on your phone if you're listening to this this is your reminder please print those photos make them exist physically because 10 years down the line I have no idea what kind of storage we're going to be using then but please 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 make sure to have actual tangible physical prints that you can hold because it really is the coolest coolest feeling in the world yeah I, I agree with you that you know having having photos on the phone or on the computer somewhere in the cloud is not the same as having a tangible thing or you know something that in the album or or on the wall or something that you just can hold or show yeah. someone it's it's totally different absolutely different well I I also have a couple of um Technical questions for you. Uh, well, not uh, technical, but uh, let's say um, 
hard business related, if you will. So uh, I get it. You work with your with your clients. You, um, I'm pretty sure, have a wait list um, uh, because you know you're so exclusive and you're working with just a couple of clients a week. And uh, uh, hopefully, after this interview, we will have <laughs> an extended <laughs> wait list. Um, uh, and this is your primary business, and this is how you make a living. But I also wanted to ask you if you uh, have, um, you know, the urge of as an artist to create a collection of something that you can show uh, for public, uh, like in the solo show or uh, you know in the museum uh, or something like that. Because uh, you're you're doing an incredible work for individual clients who actively uh, said yes it is worth it i'm going to pay you money i'm going to uh, step out of my comfort zone and do this for myself but there is a broader population of us who need to be reminded of things like that you know on on a daily basis not necessarily you know wanting to do a photo shoot or being able to afford uh, something like that because it does sound like a a freaking luxury experience with you know everything included uh, so do you feel or think about uh, creating a show for yourself as an artist that you can, you know, publicly show off somewhere? You know what? I spoke at the I spoke at the San Diego County Fair last year and they do a really, really amazing photo exhibit. So I feel like that is one of my challenges this year is to maybe exhibit and probably more of my self-portrait work because um, I do try to keep my client work for my clients exclusively. A lot of my clients don't want me to share their photos at all, which I'm totally comfortable with doing because it is for them. Um, but going back to um, like, yeah, maybe maybe you're not ready for it. Maybe it is a financial hurdle and that's totally okay and understandable. Even starting with, um, and I do have a series that's going up on my TikTok on how to take uh, beautiful boudoir self-portraits at home with like just your phone. But even spending that time practicing self-love, either photographically or not, in different ways. So um, if you if this inspires you at all, but you don't know if you're ready to hire a boudoir photographer yet, definitely check out my TikTok because I will be posting, again, a series of um, how to take self-portraits at home. But I think that's a beautiful experience, too. And again, just recreating whatever it is that makes you feel comfortable. Play your favorite music, light a couple candles, spray whatever perfume or cologne smells beautiful to you. Um, you can set up your phone on a chair. You don't even need a professional camera. You can just set up your phone. That's totally fine. And maybe just grab a couple outfits that feel beautiful to you and just take some selfies for an hour just because. And um, I think that that's a really beautiful thing. Or if you even feel up to it, feel free to ask a friend to come over and help you out to do your hair, to do your makeup and just spending a few hours on you and photographing your own body. Because again, as I spoke about earlier, the most common reaction I hear is that's what I look like. Oh my gosh, that's me. Because I feel like we never really see, well, we do, we never see our own bodies, right? We only see them in photographs or in the mirror. Um, so I think just becoming more comfortable and at home with your body is a really, really great place to start. Yeah, uh, that that's a great advice. And I'll make sure to link your TikTok for anyone who wants to experiment with that. 
but I, I think my question was mostly about you as an artist uh, having a show. And now, as you mentioned, that you uh, spoke at the San Diego County Fair. I want to hear about that, too. <laughs> That that was fun. So that that was a talk actually geared more towards um, photographers because they do speaking for photographers at the fair. So um, that talk was on finding your message as a photographer and finding your why and using that in terms of marketing. But that was really fun, too, to connect with other artists, other photographers and talk about you know, what's your purpose as a photographer? What's your driving force? What lights you up? Because I'm sure as an artist, like everybody listening understands that again, that's very different things for different people, right? Like what inspires and lights me up is probably not what inspires and lights you up. And that's totally okay, because we all kind of have to find our own niche and our own style and our own why. And I think that that's a really fun thing. Uh, are you going to uh, give another talk at the fair this year? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I will. I haven't even thought about it. It's only January. <laughs> well, we're recording in January. I think this episode will be out cl close to March. So, <laughs> and the fair that's is what good. in May, right? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good reminder for me to actually. Again, huh. check in, start prepping photos if I do want to show anything at the fair. Um, you're kidding on me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do my taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not only January. It's like already January. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haley, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. We are at the top of the hour. And I usually ask my guests if, if there is something that I did not ask you, but you wanted to share. This is a great time to do that. I think um, if I can just leave everybody with one message, or really two, I'll, I'll throw in two. Um, one, if you can practice some more time for self-love, if you have time to spend a couple hours and just take some photos, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And two, please print your photos. Do not have them sitting on your phone yes. any longer. If you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. I know that you have that family photo that you took and you never printed it. Yes. Please go print that. Let that exist in the actual physical world. Hang it up, put it on your wall, put it on your desk, put it somewhere where you can see it because that really is a beautiful, beautiful feeling. Yeah. Or in my case, 2,000 photos of my child. <laughs> <laughs> see, you know, yeah. yeah, make it a little weekend job to get exactly. a few of those printed and um, hung or framed and just let them exist in the actual world. This is amazing. So, Keely, uh, tell us how to find you. And I, uh, you just, you know, you just tell everybody, and I will make sure to put all the links in the show notes. So, uh, you guys, if if you are good with spelling, you can just go and type it right right now, or uh, uh, after you listen to this episode, or while you are listening to this episode, just go to the show notes on intheartscene.com. There will be. Um, um, a little uh, paragraph about Kili and all the links and references that uh, about things that we were talking about, including all the platforms and websites and uh, everything. And maybe, 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 maybe she will actually find those photos of her younger sisters, and I'll, I'll grab them. <laughs> 
find them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, my so my website is just keelymiller.com and that's spelled K-E-E-L-E-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. You can also find me, geez, everywhere. You can find me Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram are usually the three places where I exist the most. But those handles are at Keely Miller Portrait. So again, K-E-E-L-E-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R-P-O-R-T-R-A-I-T. And I hope I spelled that right. But if I didn't, <laughs> it should be right in the show notes. It is in the show notes. <laughs> but you're welcome to, um, if if you have any questions, of course, my emails are open. Feel free to feel, fill out the contact form um, on my website is usually the most direct way to get to me. But I'm happy to answer any questions that anybody has. All right. Thank you so much. This has been incredible. And I, I love that this conversation was filled with so many empowering messages and uh, for for women, for artists, and pretty much like not only not only for women, I guess, for, for yeah, anyone, never. because that, you know, self-love is important for everyone. But Absolutely. I think for for women having another reminder that this is important because this is essentially your life's happiness. It's right here. It's right here in this episode and <laughs> on the photo that Kili will take for you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're next. <laughs> All right. We'll have to do it soon. But yes, thank you again so much for having me. It was, thank this you. was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. It has been another episode of In the Art Scene podcast. If you liked today's conversation, please give us a good review on Apple and go listen to other great stories. Check out our website intheartscene.com or follow us on Instagram at intheartscene for more content. If you are a creative and you want to share your story, shoot us a message from the website or DM us on Instagram. Look forward to seeing you next time in the art scene.